Hello, welcome to Tea Time with Marcella. Grab your favorite cup of tea or the beverage of your choice and join us as we dive into today's topic. You can also contact us at teatimewithmarcella at gmail.com. All lowercase letters, teatimewithmarcella at gmail.com. Also, each Saturday at 3 p.m., you can listen to the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google, and more. So again, welcome to Tea Time with Marcella. Grab your favorite cup of tea and join us as we dive into today's topic. So happy to hear, see you all, not here, but see you all here today. I hope that you will be encouraged and enlightened. I'd like to read from Song of Solomon, chapter 2. It says, I am the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valleys, like a lily among thorns. So is my love among the daughters, like an apple tree among the trees of the woods. So is my beloved among the sons. I sat down in his shade with great delight, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. He brought me to the banqueting house, and his banner over me was love. I read one extra verse, the fourth verse. But I'd like to just focus on um, these three verses, Song of Solomon, the second chapter, verses one through three. Um, I know that it's, you know, this is a a scripture, a chapter, the Song of Solomon is a book for uh, the betrothed, the lovers. But today I would like us to look at um, just this couple, uh, what this couple means to each other and the news, you know, the news of hearing what each is saying to the other. Song of Solomon, which is about a couple that are betrothed to each other, uh, only go, only focusing on chapter two. If you think about it, they're betrothed to each other, but there are some specific things that they want you to know there's some specific things that they want each other to know for instance the woman she says i am the rose of sharon and the lily of the valleys and then he says like a lily among thorns so is my love among the daughters and then she comes back with like an apple tree among the trees of the woods so is my beloved among the sons I sat down in his shade with great delight and his fruit tree and his fruit, I'm sorry, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. Now, the bride-to-be declares that I am a rose of Sharon, a lily of the valleys. This lady sees herself as common. She doesn't see herself as anything special. 
she sees herself uh, like the Rose of Sharon. The Rose of Sharon uh, was a common bush or a plant. Sometimes it grew along the ground, low to the ground, and sometimes it grew up into a bush and even into trees. So she just sees herself as a common bush. Some have leaves that prick or stick you, you know, on that bush, the leaves were pointy, so it would prick you or it would stick you. She sees herself as an ordinary, common plant or bush. She sees herself as nothing attractive, not spectacular or whatever. She sees herself as, as a common maiden among a whole field of women, you know. She's here with everybody else, and there's nothing special about her. She's just like the other women. She doesn't see herself as a beauty. She doesn't even view herself in light of the medicinal uses of the Rose of Sharon. The Rose of Sharon has flower buds, and in those buds, uh, if you know what you're doing, they contain mucilage. You have to extract it, which according to Farm Homestead is a gooey medicinal compound. And it can be used to heal burns, wounds, ulcers, gastric ulcers, internal and external inflammation and irritations such as sore throats and urinary tract infections. So, you know, that's just the common use of the Rose of Sharon, the, the leaves of the Rose of Sharon. It's just common. So she's putting herself in the light of the other women. I'm just like anybody else. You know, yeah, I have a few, uh, you know, good uses. I, I, uh, maybe I can heal something or, you know, maybe... You know, whatever the, the normal uses of the leaves of the Rose of Sharon, that's me. I'm just like every other woman. There's nothing special or spectacular about me. But then the bridegroom points out how unique she is in verse 2. He says, like a lily among thorns is my darling among the young women. You may think you are ordinary, but the women are ordinary. This is my own words. You may think you are ordinary, but the women are ordinary, and you are a beauty that stands out. In the midst of this field of women, this valley of women, you stand out. Now, understand, my friends, to me, Thorns are unattractive and ugly. I mean, there's nothing attractive about it. Even, even though sometimes uh, there are leaves that are so green and they look so nice, that little needle at the pointy part of that leaf is unattractive to me. <laughs> I, I don't know who would find a thorn inviting or attractive because you don't want to get stuck by that sharp pointy thorn that needle at the end 
some leaves look very green and attractive but when you see what's at the very tip that little pointy needle that i'm talking about at the tip whether it's a bush or a plant if you see that to me that that is not attractive <laughs> i don't want to get stuck so it loses its attractive attractiveness for people that are not aware of what they can do with the plant leaves. Definitely, it loses the attraction to touch it. But the bridegroom sees his beloved as a lily among the thorns. She stands out in his eyes and her beauty outshines that of all other women. He doesn't see thorns. He doesn't see anything common or set aside for common uses. You know, she's, she has greater value than the common uses. You know, as I said a little while ago, the common uses uh, would be uh, to heal burns, wounds, inflammation, you know, sore throats, that kind of thing. Well, he sees her as more important than the common uses. He sees the beauty and value of her. He calls her a lily of the valley. The lily of the valley, from what I understand, is used for heart problems, including heart failure and irregular heartbeat. It is also used for UTIs kidney stones, epilepsy, strokes and the resulting paralysis, fluid retention, weak contractions in labor, and even leprosy. So he sees her as more than beautiful. He sees her of great value when he describes her as the lily of, lily of the valley. He sees her as as of great value she's more than just the common leaves the rose of sharon's she's more than just um you know worth the common uses she's worth more than the other women to him she stands out she's beautiful and she has more value than the other women and you can find those references um, for the Rose of Sharon by Farm Homestead. It is at farmhomestead.com herb profiles. And then you can find the Lily of the Valley at rxlist.com. That's medicinal purposes. So you, you definitely would want to consult a doctor when using the Rose of Sharon or the Lily of the Valley for healing. Um, you definitely want to seek the advice of a medical professional. So he sees her as valuable. Now, this is good news. This is wonderful news. This is important. You know, 
we are living in a time right now when violence seems to be at a new high. The news is always talking about some, you know, mass murder, some shooting, something is going on in the news all the time. Not to mention that, you know, we're hearing of different wars and different countries and allies falling out. And, you know, it just seems to be so much going on in the news. But in the middle of the news, there is good news. <laughs> I don't know if anybody understands what I'm saying, but in the middle of all the negativity, there is good news. You know, we are living, like I said, in a time where children and teens are being killed by violence and guns. And the news says that they that it's more frequent or more common for them to be killed by violence and guns than car accidents. So in Psalms 11, 2 through 5, I was reading and it says the wicked are stringing their bows and fitting their arrows on the bowstrings. They shoot from the shadows of those whose hearts are right. The foundations of law and order have collapsed. What can the righteous do? That was the quick question that the psalmist asked. He said, I'm going to read it again because I don't know if you got it or not, but he, he's asking a question. The psalmist says the wicked are stringing their bows and fitting their arrows on the bowstrings. They shoot from the shadows at those whose hearts are right. The, they're shooting <laughs> at those whose hearts are right. And they're doing it from the shadows. The foundations of law and order have collapsed. What can the righteous do? Now, that was what the psalmist asked. The psalmist asked that question. This scripture reminds me of what is going on today. Even though it is not bows and arrows, it is gun violence on the rise. Law and order seems to be collapsing. But the Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord still rules from heaven. He watches everyone closely, examining every person on earth. The Lord examines both the righteous and the wicked. He hates those who love violence. You can find that reference in Psalms 11 verses 2 through 5 of the New Living Translation. I want to encourage you to cry out to the Lord when you are filled with sorrow, when you are filled with anguish, when you are filled with distress, when you are overwhelmed by the news. I want you to cry out to the Lord. That's in Psalms 31 and 9. Cry out to the Lord when you are filled with sorrow. And then it goes on to say in that same uh, verse, it says, have mercy on me, Lord, for I am in distress. And then he's feeling so emotional. He goes on to say, tears blur my eyes. 
Now, I don't know about anybody else, but my husband, he was very strong. Um, I hardly ever saw him show any kind of emotion. I mean, you know, other than smiles and, you know, the usual things. He, To me, he was macho. <laughs> you know, he, he was strong. And I liked that about him. He was tall and dark. Oh, he's handsome. You know, he's 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 a handsome young man. But when I saw tears come to his eyes, even though he may not let them fall, I see the glassiness in his eyes. I see the water well up in his eyes. I knew that he was feeling emotional. I knew that something had touched his heart. And I and I knew that. Um, whatever it was had to be really important for it to bring tears to his eyes because he just wasn't that kind of person. He wasn't that kind of, he, he responded calmly to things, to tragedies, to whatever. He, he was calm. He was logical. He was, he was peaceful. He had a, a good response, you know. But when you saw tears in his eyes, oh my goodness, it broke your heart. It touched your heart. It made you feel the same things that he was feeling. And I loved that about him. He wasn't afraid to show emotion. He just wasn't emotional. He, he always viewed things from a practical way. He always viewed things calmly. He always responded calmly, but he was not afraid to allow tears to well up in his eyes. And so I want to encourage you, you know, the psalmist, like I said, the psalmist is saying here, tears blur my eyes. That's in Psalms 31 and 9. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am in distress. And then he goes on to say, tears blur my eyes but i want to encourage you to turn to the lord in times of disappointments and sadness in times of of emotional distress turn to the lord turn to him when there seems to be no good news he hears us when we need hope and peace the lord has heard my plea Psalm 6 and 9, the Lord will answer my prayer. In the midst of chaos and confusion, the Lord is our refuge and refreshing nourishment. The woman in Solomon 2, 1 through 3, that we read earlier, she sees her bridegroom as an apple tree. An apple tree among all the trees in the forest. And he's providing sweet, refreshing fruit. That tree stands out from all the other trees. It can only, uh, some other trees can only offer shade. They may offer, you know, lumber. Or maybe, you know, if you cut them down and, and use it as firewood, it offers warmth. But you wouldn't want to cut down an apple tree. If the apple tree is yielding, it's yielding not only nourishment, but it's re 
but it has shade and it's offering a place to rest. Have you ever been on a picnic with your love, <laughs> the love of your life, and and you went on this picnic and you spread a blanket out underneath the tree and you have your picnic basket there and the foods that you bring are not going to be foods that would spoil in the heat, but they're going to be refreshing. They're going to be inviting, you know. So I don't know about anybody else, but when I look at Jesus, I look at he's my apple tree. He's like an apple tree. He's not an apple tree, but, but you know, to me, he's, he's, he stands out from the other trees. And that's what she's saying. She's saying her love stands out from all the other trees. Uh, yeah, you can get some lumber. You can get some some firewood, you know. You may even get a little shade from them. But, you know, beyond that, they're really not good for anything. Whereas an apple tree, it not only offers shade, but it offers nourishment. It offers sweet rest. So my friends, I want to encourage you to be strong and courageous and put your hope in the Lord. Psalms 31, 24. Jesus stands out in the midst of all that's going on in the news. He's ready to offer you rest. He's ready to offer you peace. He's ready to offer you refuge. He's ready to offer you uh a place to go when there is no place that you can go. He'll give you that peace. Psalms 119.81 says that we are to put our hope in his word. Why? Because in 114, he offers refuge. And in Psalms 33.18, if you put your hope in his unfailing love, you will find rest. You will find peace. You will find everything that you need. Remember that in the midst of all the bad news, Jesus is our unfailing love. He is our lily of the valley because he stands out. You know, he stands out in the midst of thorns, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of negativity, in the midst of everything that's going on. Jesus stands out as our unfailing love. He offers us beauty. He offers us peace. He offers us the shade, the rest, you know, resting under, under the shade tree. He offers that and he offers nourishment, sweet apples, sweet nourishment. If you keep on reading in that Psalms, the second uh, Song of Solomon, the second chapter, you'll find that he offers raisins. <laughs> I mean, it's it's good. It's, it's just good grapes. And, you know, just the Lord is everything that we need. He offers our healing to us, you know, because like I said, the, the leaves of the Rose of Sharon could be used for healing. And so could the, the, the petals of the lily. It offers uh medicinal purposes you know it offers us healing of course now i don't recommend anybody to just go get you some lily uh 
lily of the valley plants buds <laughs> without consulting a doctor i don't recommend doing that without consulting a doctor because the lily of the valley is good for the heart it's good for many things and so you don't want to just um, take those as supplements without consulting a doctor but jesus is our healing he's our nourishment he is our good news in the midst of all the negative media he is our good news revelations 22 1 through 3 says and he showed me a pure river of water of life clear as crystal proceeding from the throne of god and of the lamb in the middle of its street and on either side of the river the tree of life which bore 12 fruits each tree yielding its fruit every month the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations and there shall be no more curse but the throne of god and of the lamb shall be in it and his servants shall serve him i don't know about you but that's good news that is good news to know that the lord uh is everything that we need to know that the lord will take care of us we can even find pure water you know and it says it's flowing from his throne from god and of the lamb jesus is our lamb and so i don't know about anyone else but i want to be found clinging to my lord i want him to be my bridegroom i want him to see in me value i want to see in him not only value but i want him to know that i love him and that i am and that i am committed to sharing the good news of him with other people father god we come to you thanking you for your goodness thanking you for your mercy, thanking you for another opportunity to awake and give praise to your name. Thank you for another opportunity to share of your goodness with others. And we pray, God, that everyone under the sound of my voice, listening in on the audience, that they would be blessed, that they would have blessings this coming week, that they would have doors open for them and that they would have much favor and will give you the glory and the praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Beloved, I hope that you have been encouraged. I hope that I have said something that makes sense to you today. If you don't remember anything else that I've said today, one thing that I want you to remember, that Jesus sees value in you. Just just like the bridegroom saw value in the bride-to-be, he saw value in her. She stood out in a crowd of other women. You know, she stood out. He saw value in her. He saw beauty in her that no one else had. He saw, uh, he saw her as something that he wanted. Remember, 
God wants you. Jesus wants you. He sees value in you. And the second thing that I want you to remember is that everything that God has for you is good news. He offers peace. He offers rest. He offers healing. He offers nourishment. He offers water. He offers everything that you need. He is greater and more attractive than any of the things going on in our world today. Focus on him. Don't focus on the negative. Don't focus on the negative things in the news. Don't focus on uh, people around you who do not see value in you. But focus on Christ Jesus. He said, come unto me, all ye that are labored and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. He wants to offer you rest. He wants to offer you a a peace. He sees value in you. He does. He sees value in you. And he is standing there with his hands outstretched, waiting for you to take him by the hand. If anyone has something that they would like to say, we want to invite you to come on. Um, It can be however long you need it to be. I want to encourage you uh, today, and I hope that you are being blessed. If there is anyone, it says, uh, this little button here says, ask ask guests to join. So I'm reaching out to see if anyone needs to talk or would like to talk. Um, If not, we are going to go ahead and um, say goodbye for today. We have enjoyed talking with you. I pray that you would have a blessed evening, a blessed weekend, and blessings throughout the coming week. Well, I hope that you have been encouraged and enlightened. Join us each Saturday at 3 p.m. for a tea time with Marcella.